All right, welcome back to another episode of the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. What's up, everybody? I'm Ray. You're dancing or something over there, man. Dude, I'm getting in the mode, dude. We've got a, we're back with another Book of the Week episode, and for this week, we are going to be diving into Batman Year One by Frank Miller, one of the, what some would consider uh, one of Batman's best stories, so I'm excited to dig into that with you, man. Dude, yeah, it's a... Uh... Oldie but goldie. Oldie but goldie. That's what I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> hey, before, before we get started, I just want to say how pumped I am that um, you're finally as stoked on Batman as I am. I love dude, it, dude. The mix, the mixture of the, the recent movie and this year one have really convinced me that I want to dig deep into Batman, the world, the characters, the, I don't know, man, for some reason I had a, a different understanding of what was going on inside the Batman world, but I'm all in. Well, that makes me pumped, dude. Cause, um, yeah, I love Batman. So, I mean, I'm just going to say Tim Burton didn't do Batman any favors. Let's keep away from the Tim Burton movies of Batman. He like, it was weird though. He had like f- weird focus on like the the villains and they were just weird and i just yeah man i, I didn't not like my it. favorite yeah me neither the penguin was doing some weird things and- dude i just can't stand some of those scenes with danny devito <laughs> oh man it's not even yeah, mentioned well, those uh, yeah let's just pre- pretend that didn't happen. we're gonna skip but that before- whole whole uh tim burton air yeah but before we dig into that, dude, um, do you have a good week? Did you get anything new? Have any anything to report to the to the crew? Um, I did get some new stuff. I didn't get a ton of reading in this week, but I did get to um go to the old local shop, so that was always fun. Just to highlight a couple I picked up, I think you're going to be stoked on uh, a few of them for sure. I don't know if I mentioned this um. To you, but I picked this bad boy up, uh, Jeff Lemire's ah. new Little Monsters. And you got the right cover. That's yeah. a good job. I haven't read it yet. The Lemire um, cover. But I'm pumped. It, it's getting good reviews. Yeah. And um, everybody seems to like it. And um, yeah, I can't wait to check this one out. And when do you get yours? Because I want to talk about it with you. Hopefully soon, man. Dude, I hope I, you get uh, it soon. Yeah, I ordered the Scotty Young variant and it's supposed to, you know, I've seen people posting that they got theirs already. So I'm hoping that mine comes soon. Yeah. Um, I also picked up um, All Guts, No Glory issue two. And that's the only one I've read this week. And dude, I'll be honest. I was on board. That's only a three, three issue little mini series from Zenoscope. Super stoked on the first one. I really enjoyed it. Kind of built this cool little world. But this one just kind of fell flat for me, man. And I won't get into it too much, but it just wasn't wasn't my jam. wasn't It was just weird compared to the the first one. So, like a change in tone or something. Yeah, just so just random stuff was thrown in that I didn't think was necessary. That kind of took me out of the story. Mm. But um, I don't know. There's only one more, so I'm still gonna get it because it could totally redeem itself. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of want to know this dude, the older dude, how we talked about. We were thinking there was something going on with him. Yeah, is he a mon- is he a monster hunter or what? I'm not 100 percent sure yet. He might have been in 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 his previous life. He might have been a monster hunter. 
Um, gosh, dude. He might have been. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with my... Uh, I don't know what All was going this- on right there. All of a sudden, your Texan came out. Might have been. But uh, hey, y'all. I got uh, Slumber oh, issue I'm one so from Image. And I, I did flip through it. And dude, a lot of cool art in this one. And uh, so I'm pretty stoked to get into this story. I know you mentioned it last week on our um, Hanging in the Lair. Drew me in. It got me interested. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can't wait to pick that one up. You have to let me know when you read it what you think. And then last but not least, um, sticking with the Batman theme, I got um, uh, Batman the Night 3, Zadarsky's run. And this one has been such a good read so far so i can't wait to dig into this i got the the variant cover with uh old robert oh, cool. pattinson on it from the batman dude that is a rad cover yeah so i was pretty stoked on it but um yeah that's it for reading wise like i said i didn't get into much but um what do you got going on man i played a little catch-up this week I, you know most of these people have probably already gotten to but i did get to finish dirtbag rapture Man, this thing went flying off the rails, dude. <laughs> I liked the premise early on, and then it just got wild, like all sorts of crazy. Got weird? Or um, yeah, super weird. Uh, just <laughs> I don't even really know what to say. Kind of left left me feeling a little like that was not what I was expecting. Who wrote that? Sabella. Mm. He's written some other stuff, um, like Crowded, but through some more indie publishers. But uh, I did get to finish that, so... That was that was all right, but it was short enough. Yeah. Then I got to read uh, Radio Apocalypse Two. Ah uh, man, good. Really want to love this, but it's got to pick up. I don't really know what the heck's going on right now. Like <laughs> this and uh, what's the furthest place from here started off really strong, and both are kind of like got to find their footing again. I don't know. Uh, but the art in this is so different. It's so cool. Have you seen the art in, I had in not. Yeah, Radio Apocalypse <clears throat> yet? Mm-mm. Totally different style. And it grows on you as you're watching it or watching it, reading it. But it's. Uh, oh, yeah, that is kind of different. It almost looks like. Um, is it? Does it look like anime? I couldn't really tell. Yeah, maybe. The it color is like an- all different. Yeah, that's kind of neat. Yeah. So that's cool. I'm still I'm still here for it. I'm still going to be keeping up with it, but. Uh, I just wanted to find its footing a little bit. Give me a clear understanding of where we're going and what we're up to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then I did get to uh, finally read, read in quotes because there's no text, but Step by Bloody Step by Spurrier. It's a silent book. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I have. Do you read a lot of of non-silent books? Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) <laughs> I know what you meant. <laughs> um, but I haven't read I have it, and that's just on my backlog that I haven't gotten into yet. But I'm going to check it out hopefully this week. I get the feeling that this is a book that's that might be better off if you waited for the trade or wait to consume it all when it's completed. All in one shot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just to be honest. But I still enjoyed it. The art was cool. Uh, it, it might be really. Isn't it just four issues? It's only four, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just four issues, so but I think it would be cool to see in like an oversized hardcover or something. Yeah. Blow up the art. Yes. And then uh in preparation for the show and just to ride just how excited I've been for Batman, I checked out the year one animated movie on HBO Max. Yeah, what'd you think of it? 
Dude, it's so good. Yeah. Like, I'm not joking with you. It's like word for word, the book. Like, nothing's out. It doesn't miss anything. It's this, I don't know. It's amazing. Uh, Cranston, Brian Cranston does the voice of Gordon. Dude, how good was he? Because I haven't watched Amazing. It. <laughs> like, now when I read it, I hear Brian Cranston, but it's a perfect fit. Yeah, he does. 100% yeah, a perfect for sure. And, uh, yeah, it was just great, dude. And all the an- all the animation was really well done. I loved it. I highly, highly recommend checking out year one, uh, the animated movie on HBO. Yeah, I don't I don't have HBO Max, unfortunately, right now. I do have, a, um, I think on our YouTube TV, I have a couple animated series saved on there that I need to watch. So I've heard good things about some of the Batman um, animated stuff. Yeah, uh, I watched, um, which ones have I watched? I watched The Killing Joke. I think, and I, I like it. Seen, <clears throat> have you seen Under the Red Hood? I have that one on, on my uh, list saved. Uh, Remzo said that one is amazing. Yeah, it's it's on my list. It's on uh, that one. I think like the Long Halloween Part 1, uh, yeah. a couple other ones. but Yeah, man. I mean, I just... I, was, I watched it twice, to be honest with you. Yeah? I liked it so much. All right, I'm going to check uh, it out. Maybe you'll have to give me your password. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I heard Netflix is going to crack down on that. They're going to start charging if they Netflix? see that there's a different. Ep- yeah. So, because well, we let our, our in-laws use it at, at their house. And I heard if they see a, a separate IP on your account, they're going to start charging you a fee. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, side note. I mean, dude, everybody's going to get charged a fee then. I know. Everybody shares their Netflix yeah. stuff. And what if like, what if you're, you log in on your laptop, at, you know, a different location, you know what I'm I mean? I'm not sure how, yeah, I'm not how sure they how they know? figure that out. <clears throat> I know. I don't know. And how do they know I'm not at my in-laws house at the time? Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, how They do, babysit my kids all the time. Yeah. You say my kids are over there and they're logged into my account. Yeah. So I don't know, man. We'll see how it all works. They're out. just trying to put some fear in everybody. Yep. Oh, dude, dude. You just Dude. firing me up right now. <laughs> Mark Millar's most recent uh, newsletter. Yeah. Magic Order TV show. Are they finally doing it? I thought it was canceled. They're, he said they're filming it for sure. And do you remember the opening scene, that crazy opening scene? Yeah. Kid? Isn't it? Uh, yes. He said that's going to be shot for shot in the show. No way. Yeah. Well, I hope it's good because I remember they were all fired up on it and it was during the whole first like round of COVID when it was all crazy and it, I thought it got canceled. I know. I, well, originally it just got put on hold, but then I, it was on hold for so long. I thought they canceled it all together. That was the rumor that I heard too, but in his newsletter, he said it's back on the table, man. So, Well, good because, yeah, it yeah. W- I think it'll be a great show. Me too. And it's going to be the first volume, that first trade. So I think that's pretty sweet dude yeah it'll be fun good well that's good news dude yeah and that uh magic order uh volume three is already being written so they're they're already working on the next one so gosh i uh i haven't started volume two yet i have a i think the first couple issues i haven't even read it yet yeah that's pretty cool i mean i like the first one a lot just but second one's still neat but dude batman year one dude that's frank miller yeah, this is um, DC comic by uh, Frank Miller and David. I don't know Ma- Mazzucchelli. Is that I how you to, would say? I think it? you nailed it, bro. I Gosh, think you nailed dude, it, dude. I'm getting better and better. 
<laughs> Just a little practice is all we needed. But yeah, this is a classic, man. Uh, 1986 classic by these guys. Just a quick overview. It's um, obviously a story of um, Bruce Wayne uh, as his first you know, year as Batman. But it's also we get a lot of uh, Jim Gordon in this. And, a lot, you mean dude, mostly. A ton of Gordon, yeah. So, um, you know, Bruce, he's just getting back from from abroad. You don't know where he's been, and he comes back to Gotham. And at the same time, Gordon is coming back or is arriving at Gotham. He's taking a new job as, um, I think he's just a... Uh, he's a detective right now, right? Yeah, he's a lieutenant. Lieutenant, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and so... Um, yeah, it just follows their early struggles of both of them, and it eventually builds towards their their first encounter, and um, kind of just builds Gotham up. And um, yeah, I don't think I have much else to add. Like, you have anything you want to add to it? No, yeah, I think that kind of sets the stage. It's just yeah, that first year that Bruce Wayne is uh, figuring out the whole Batman thing, right? Yeah, and this is one like anybody. And everybody should read this one, you know, like just kind of how you're, you're getting into it. Like you weren't initially like a huge Batman guy, but, um, well, dude, if I could explain that, it's like for whatever reason, um, and I think it's mostly the movie's faults, the earlier movies, I kind of just thought Batman was a little silly, man. Like to be honest with you. And then, uh, you know, and I thought that the, the Nolan movies were a little over the top. And I was just like, I don't know. But then the Batman and then this, I'm just like, oh, these stories can really be something. Like there's yeah. a lot here. Like it's so compelling. It's written so well. And I'm just like, dude, if Batman can be like this, I want I want all in on whatever the heck's going on. Well, yeah, dude, I'm glad you're uh, on, on the Batman train because um, it just gets me more stoked to um, read more Batman stuff with you. Yeah, man, I can't wait. First off, dude, let me ask you, let me ask you this question because going into it and and we kind of hit on this just a second ago when we were just, um, doing the overview, but being at Batman year one, did you expect it to have so much Jim Gordon? Cause this could have been like Jim Gordon year one. Yeah, it really could have been. You know, uh, when I first read it, I was a little disappointed because, you know, I haven't read a lot of Batman and I'm like, okay, we're getting into Batman with Ray. I can't wait to, to like, you know, really see Batman try to be Batman. And then you get this like Gordon story. Um, but on the second read through and after watching the, the animated movie, I realized like how important this story really is for, for Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's a lot of Gordon, like, <clears throat> you really need the Batman Gordon relationship to have Batman at all, really. And so um, I think it was really cool to watch them, to watch how they became, you know, more than, more than even friends. Like they trust each other more than most people do. Yeah. And you know, they're just, they're partners, you know, like through thick and thin at the, by the end of this thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool too, because not only does it, it, um, show Gordon and his like rise to fame, you know, in Gotham, I guess I could say, cause he, everybody loves him, but, um, just the world building is so important. I think too, in, in this, um, yeah. in year one, what? man, like it's so cool to just see how gritty and 
dirty and, and just um, corrupt Gotham really is. And one of the things I liked about the Gordon character here in year one is like, you know, so it kind of just opens up on him and he's, you know, coming to Gotham from wherever he was coming from. I don't know if it was even mentioned. Yeah, but, I don't think it does mention him. And his wife is pregnant and you get this like this real moment of a guy who's just like, He's like, you know, I hate myself for even saying this, but like, I kind of hope the tests are negative. Like, I don't want to raise a kid in this crazy. Uh, and I think even later on, he's just beating himself up. He's like, I can't believe I'm bringing a kid into this city with that has no hope. But the coolest thing about that scene is right when he's saying that in the background, you see Batman jumping. Yeah. So it's like, oh, there is hope. He just doesn't even know it yet. Yeah. By the end, he realizes that, too, after all that he and Batman go through in these four issues. But I just I like this buildup of Gordon being this guy who you find out, uh, you know, was responsible for for getting a dirty cop in trouble for wherever he was before. And now he's coming into this new, really corrupt city, Gotham. And, you know, Loeb, who's the commissioner and all his crew turn out, you know, they're so corrupt and they think that they can get uh, Gordon on their side. Mm -hmm. But. They don't know who they're messing with. You Dude. know, and I was a little confused, weren't you? Like, here he is. He's the guy who put a corrupt cop in jail, and now they think he's going to be on their team. I know it's funny because when he first gets there, too, he's like, "I'm going to give you my best," you know. And they're like, "Yeah, sure you will," you know. Like, and, and this, um, the the first, like, I guess is almost like his partner is uh, this Detective Flash character. Yeah. And Flash is like, I don't know if he's trying to impress him in the beginning or what he's trying to do. Like he's some just bad gunslinger cop, you know, and um, thinking, oh, you're going to be one of us. You know, cops have it made here in Gotham kind of thing, yeah. you know. But they don't know, you know, they don't know yet who they're messing with when Gordon comes to town. Dude, not a clue. And to be honest, neither did I because Gordon I think I joked around with you earlier on in the week. I was like, honestly, why wasn't Gordon Batman? Dude, why didn't Gordon just become the Batman? Yeah, no, like, seriously. He is such a beast. He is so intense. And, and let me ask you, on top, to kind of go along with what you're saying, like from reading this and the, the newest Batman movie, like were you kind of, do you wish more of this Gordon was in the in the new movie? That's such a hard question because I loved Gordon in the movie yeah. for who he was and what he did for that movie. But in this book, I love Gordon. I mean, he makes some questionable choices, but he's still a human being. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Besides with his, his wife. Yeah. Besides from his questionable uh, life choices outside of work, inside the workplace, dude, he's an he's extremely legit. legit like perfect cop like he's such a good mm. dude and you know deep down he just wants to do the right thing as a cop yeah like, one of the cool things was as i was reading this in my mind i kept hearing batman tell him you're a good cop because of that scene in the movie right when he when he's when batman's telling gordon in the movie he's like i think this might be the end and that gordon's like for what and he's like for the batman and then as he's walking out of that room, he looks at Gordon. And he's like, you're a good cop. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, man, this just like kept playing over in my head as I'm reading this, because the two the two did blend uh, quite nicely for me because, you know, year one, year two, uh, even though Gordon's way different. But yeah, I liked both of them. Yeah. All right. I was just curious. But yeah, he is. Um, he's the man in year one. That's for sure. 
Like yeah. n- nothing he came across, like he couldn't do. Like he was dealing with like hostage situations throughout here that he dealt with. Like, dude, that hostage situation <laughs> scene was nuts. Yeah, dude. Like, what a crazy person he was dealing with, and he just took care of it like no problem. Yeah, it's like every everything that he faced, he just seemed like he knew what to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. And he was always careful and calculated. Too. Yeah. Like that, like, like early on when Flask gets out of the car and kind of jumps those kids and he's, he, instead of like stopping him, he's just like, wait, just take your time. Study his every move for later. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, this guy's crazy. Yeah, dude. He's just such a smart dude and just such a overall, just genuinely good police officer. And he always just wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. I mean, besides his so per- love- personal life choices. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but even that he struggles with and yeah, he regrets he does. it yeah. and he does feel the weight of that and, you know, but anyway, dude, uh, let me ask you a quick question. Yeah. So you kind of get this, you know, Bruce Wayne's been gone for 12 years. He's coming back to Gotham and uh, he starts to do some training in his front yard. Uh, <laughs> and I just kind of want to know, well, first of all, can you kind of walk us through that a, a little bit and just. Give us your thoughts about whether or not you thought this was a uh, good fit. I mean, I'm not sure here. Yeah. So kind of the scene is, you know, he's back in Gotham and he's kind of like, oh, I'm not ready yet. You know, and he's out training in in front of the Wayne Manor here. And like, you know, he says he has the skills, but not the the method yet. And he's out there like throwing roundhouse kicks into trees and legit knocking over like big old trees. I'm not talking about like little skinny trees. Like these are some huge trees. He just <laughs> plowing through with his sidekick or like a roundhouse kick yeah. and chopping them right down. Or it looks like there's chopping them down. Right. Is, no, that, is mean, that what you get? He's, he, he's chopping them down. There's no other way about it. Like I like in one scene, he's like punching through like some bricks, which I could see. I, I can see yeah. that, but kicking down a tree, I was kind of like that. That part was one part. I was, I was just like, "Come on, he's not going to be kicking down a tree." Yeah. I know he just went and trained and became a sweet ninja, and you know, I know he knows how to fight, but there's a difference between you know knowing all these ninja moves and then kicking down a straight thirty year old tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what did you think? I agree, dude. It was just like, he's not a superhero. What's going on? He can't kick through a tree. Yeah, he's not Superman. So that was the only part of this whole entire run that seemed a little bit like, oh, all right. Yeah, I I agree. That was the only, I mean, if I had to have any issues with this um, year one, it would be that part. But I mean, it didn't like pull me out of the story or anything crazy. I just was like, all right, I guess he can kick trees down. But what do you think kind of setup wise here is kind of Bruce is deciding to be a crime fighter of some sorts. Like he's, he's going to, he goes out at night, kind of decides to, <laughs> to, uh, I guess put some makeup on and give himself a fake scar and that's going to be his disguise or something. Yeah. Cause it's kind of funny to me and this is what I love about it. Like he gets back and you know, he wants to do good. You know, he's like, I need to, I need to get out there. I need to, to make a difference. And so his first time going out in Gotham, he like, you know, comes up with an alibi. He goes out, he like puts this fake scar on his face. Like no one's going to notice it's him with a little scar on his cheek. What, whatever. 
and um, he starts just like walking the streets and at fr- like it's he even says it's like a re- reconnaissance mission you know he's just going out to like check stuff out not really get into anything and um, he ends up getting into a little trouble I love it here because you get you see Batman like get beat up you see him get injured you know he he gets stabbed in the leg here and then he gets the cops show up he gets shot um, he ends up getting away and I think one of my favorite parts of this whole book is when he finally realizes that he's going to be the Batman. Yeah. Like, what did you think about that? I thought that part was like super cool and not to keep mentioning the animated uh, movie, but that whole scene was like really well done. Um, the only, the only part that's weird to me is like the way he's talking to his dad (laughs) as a statue. Yeah. He's like, yes, father. I just thought it was cool because, you know, as he's going out walking the streets as a normal dude, like no one was scared of him. No one's going to be scared of just a a, a person, you know, just walking the streets. You know what yeah, I mean? I like thought- you can't strike fear into anybody doing that. And yeah, and so in this scene where, where – go ahead. <laughs> because it's, And that's so true and so clear. And I didn't actually like think of it as well – as uh, thoroughly as you did that point. Uh, but that scene where he's out there with the scar on his face – like, man, he's getting jumped by just the, the people on the street. Yeah. Like, no one's scared of him. He just looks like a loony. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, he's, he, he got stabbed by a little girl, you know, like a little teenager. And so, no one's scared of him. No one's frightened of, frightened of him. So, he's like, dude, what am I going to do? And, like, so, this huge bat flies through the window. And he was like, you know, he even mentions this guy. I've seen that somewhere before. As a boy, it frightened me. You know, and it still is frightening. And so that's when yeah. he realized he's like, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to become a bat. Mm-hmm. And so um, cool. it's cool too, because even later in, I think it's issue maybe three where um, Gotham PD is like, Hey, we, we got a bat on our hands. We need to figure out who Batman is. And like detective Flass is um, like saying he had a run in with him and he's like, it was a huge 30 foot wingspan and you can tell he was scared you know he and was, think about it, like yeah. if it was just normal bruce wayne going around no one's gonna be scared of him so he was you know as he became the batman and people are you know hearing about this throughout gotham like it's scaring people and that's what he wanted to do you know and it kind of was pretty cool how like i thought of the movie the batman a lot too because in the beginning you know he was like i want to be vengeance and like in the in the very you know first i don't know 20 minutes of the movie like batman's lights up in the sky and like somebody spray painting and he sees the light and he gets freaked out and runs you know like that yeah. scares people and so i like it you know in, yeah. in this book, how he's like that part is so cool to me. How he's like, no, I need to, I need to be scaring people. Yeah, that was such a a vital turning point for him. Yeah, <laughs> because it was he wasn't getting the job done that he wanted to at all. Yeah, and it, it was a big turning point. But then I still like how you seen him struggle. Like the next time he goes out as you know the Batman, he's in a suit, and again he encounters just some teenage kids like stealing a TV. Yeah, and he struggles. They all, yeah, they, he struggles fighting these three kids, and it's cool though too because at the same time, even though he wants to, you know serve justice here with these kids one of them goes to fall over the railing and they're kind of like up on like some scaffolding outside of an apartment building or something like i don't know 
I would say pretty high up because when that TV falls, enough it, to do some real damage yeah. to somebody falling. And from so that this high. kid, he falls over the rail and he wants to save him. He grabs him and he doesn't let him fall. So he still had, you yeah. know, he wants to serve justice, but at the same time, he still wants to do right, you know, and not. Yeah. Well, just, I even thought er- early in issue one when he's in that cop car and the cop car crashes. And he's, you know, they're, mm. they're bad cops or is it issue two? I can't remember. I think it's but first that one. It, and, you know, he doesn't just let him stay in there. He's like, he's like scum. Yeah, maybe. But even scum have family. Mm-hmm. And so he drags the cops out and keeps them safe. And I think all that stuff kind of like starts adding up for Gordon. Like it, it kind of sits on the back of his head. Like, huh? Like this Batman character because like here they're not sure if he's good or bad. All they know is he's doing some he's hurting some people and uh it's not clear to them that the people Batman's hurting are bad guys at the moment. Right. And uh <clears throat> yeah, so it's just fascinating cuz then I think Gordon starts to piece it together a little and he's like, "Wait. Batman seems like he's he's only going after bad guys and kind of the same same thing I would do as Gordon starts to realize the corruption in Gotham PD. Yeah, and he realizes that too, like in one main part when he finally realizes it is, you know, they're driving down the street, him and, um, what is it, Detective Essen, I think. Yeah. And this crazy person like flies by him and um, is about to hit this little old lady and Batman jumps out. And, and save this lady. And so that's when he kind of realized, he's like, wait a second. I thought we were after some vigilante, you know, some terrible person, but he saved that lady, you know? So it's kind of, it's cool how they build together to finally at the end where they have their encounter, you know? What do you think about um, the fact that Batman has like early on here, it's kind of um, like petty crimes or criminals or just like kind of run of the mill bad guys. And then it seems like his biggest problem really is corrupt cops in Gotham. Yeah. Like there's not really a villain on the scene. It's just kind of really painting this picture that man, Gotham's got a lot of problems because if there's these many villains in this crazy corrupt police force, uh, what do you think of that kind of setting that for, for this, for this world? I loved it because you get to see just like you mentioned, like how crazy Gotham is. And I love, like, I don't know. I love the detective stuff. I love the, the, um, just the dark side that it shows of all these, you know, these people, because you know, with, um, Gordon and Batman, like there, there are still some, you know, good people out there. Even Dent, we make, we meet, um, the DA, he's a DA assistant, but you meet Harvey Dent and actually kind of partners up with uh, Batman in here. Such a such a cool scene when Gordon goes to uh, kind of interrogate Dent about where he was on certain nights, and then Batman's hiding behind the desk the whole time. Yeah, and so it's pretty cool that they're you know working to try to take you know all these corrupt people off the streets, and it's deep in Gotham PD. You know, it's so, not just like street level police officers. Like it's going all the way up, you know, to the commissioner to it's yeah, it's I, I love it, though. Yeah, me too. And I kind of I kind of like that uh, that Batman. And I think, again, that kind of comes from sometimes not really lo- loving the villains as much as I like this stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you think of um of Catwoman thrown in here? Her, her like side story, I guess, or her arc. 
Yeah, you know, it was surprising to me, honestly. Uh, you know, I didn't know Catwoman was around this early on in the whole Batman uh, story. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know that. And so I thought she was a later addition, but it's kind of cool to see her early on. Um, I, d- I will say I liked her kind of origin story in the movie better than here in the book. Um, it's a little dark and sordid uh, kind of pe- kind of origin story for her here in this book, but still kind of neat. And I like that, you know, she's she's picking up on kind of some of what Batman's doing. And that's how she decides to be Catwoman, you know, mm-hmm. like she sees this mask guy doing some stuff and she gets an idea. Uh, you know, I'm going to put on a mask and go rob and steal and make some money. Yeah, because she's sick. of Like she live, she's living a crazy lifestyle. Let's just say that, you know. And but also you see some good in her, too. You know, like she's trying to take care of this other young girl. And Holly. Um, yeah, Holly. And so it, it is cool. Like you said, after she sees Batman running around doing it, she's like, hey, she grabs Holly and is like, let's get out of here. Like, I got an idea. Like, we're changing our line of work. You know, let's. And it doesn't go well for her right away. No. Yeah. She, she ends up stealing like it looks like some stuffed animals that she expected would have some like money or jewels or something hidden inside of it. And she's just like, oh, man. And Holly's all mad at her because she's like, you spent all our money on a it's not even Halloween. And you spent all our money on a cat outfit. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Yeah. What she stole did have value. But she mentioned like, how can you sell that stuff? Like, you're going to get caught if you even tried to sell that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, it, it was cool to see her going through her like struggles as a, you know, young Catwoman. Yeah, I really liked her addition and it, it played really well here in the story, I think. Um, but when Batman gets himself in, in trouble here, like right after he's shot and running away and he gets into the, the building that um, – What's his name? Brandon is going to end up bombing. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the of the sonic whistle thing that he had? Um, that like calls all the bats. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it was a little. I I didn't expect it. I guess I could say, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, he's the Batman. He's got to have something. You know, like I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was so cool. And all those scenes with all those bats, like kind of covering him and protecting him, like the artwork on those panels. I just loved it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought like, it was so cool. It's so funny too, because towards the end of there, where the bats just keep flying, and the the uh, the one cop car like follows it right off the pier. <laughs> I know, man. I love that whole bit. Like, I was kind of like, man, I hope Batman gets to do that more, like, more as I keep reading him because I thought it was cool. Yeah, that was like his last resort thing to get out of there. He would have died, dude. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that that scene where <laughs> the cars drive off the pier is hilarious. Yeah, D- D- Detective Swanson pursued the bats to the bitter end. <laughs> He's yeah. just soaring off the pier, dude. I know. Um, what did you think about maybe some of the more grittiness of, of Batman, like um, kind of his lying and uh, like making up stories about like being on the slopes to Gordon to uh, when Gordon shows up at his house, he has that like pretend girlfriend yeah. sitting next to him and they're fake drinking booze at like, 10 in the morning or whatever and yeah well i don't know did was it what'd you think did that ring true for you for batman like yeah i think so and um i really enjoy it because 
even in this Chip Zdarsky uh, run that I'm reading right now, Batman the Night, like he even says in there, like he has like this struggle because even though he wants to do good, he still has to do some bad things in order to to you know succeed in in, in the long run. You know what I mean? So he's got to yeah. lie. He's got to do. All, he realizes and um, he's got to do all these. He's got to like break in. You know to like people's houses and he's got to do all these things that are technically illegal, <clears throat> but. If you look at the bigger picture, you know, it's for, for justice and for the right thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if that makes sense. No, for sure. That does make sense. So, um, yeah, I love it. I, and, you know, even if you, I, I guess you could look at it and be like, well, how, how can Batman do this and this and this? Cause technically that's illegal in a sense. But w- when you look at the bigger picture of things, you know, like, I guess you could get away with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I was just curious, not knowing too much about Batman, if like Miller kind of captured a real sort of Batman characteristic there, or if people could have gotten mad about that, that he was a little, a little darker. I mean, I don't think he would. I don't think so because like he's got a, because remember, when this came out in publication, I'm pretty sure the Adam West movies were running around and Batman was just kind of silly. Yeah. True, but he's got to have, you know, somebody would eventually be like, you have to question him, you know. He's like the richest dude there. Like, look how smart Gordon is. Like, Gordon already knew, like, it's him. You know what I mean? He knows, but does he know? I had a, I was going to ask you that. And the other thing that was crazy was how quick Detective Essen was just like, dude, Bruce Wayne has all the money. It's definitely Bruce Wayne. His parents were murdered by a, like a thug. Yeah. Like I know you're from out of town, Gordon, but come on. It's, and I'm like, and I, I just kept thinking of like how quick she got there. And like, I kept thinking of the movie where we were joking around, like, come on, you look at Bruce Wayne and you know, he's Batman. Yeah. And here essence pretty much doing it. Like he's the richest guy in town. No yeah. one else could do it. It's Batman. He's Batman. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you. But I mean, I guess go back to your your question you just asked before. Like, he's got to have these little white lies, you know. To you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't. know. It didn't bother me too much at all. It didn't bother me either. I actually like it and prefer it. Yeah. It just kind of a question I had on the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. But what do you think about how quick Essen kind of put two and two together with Bruce Wayne and Batman? Well, when you look at the like. Her and uh, Gordon, like, they're, like, the only two, I guess I don't want to say only two, but they're, like, good, genuine cops, you know, and they care about doing the right thing. And where all these other cops, dude, they could care less about any crime that goes down, you know, because they're doing criminal activity themselves. So, they're the only ones really doing any detective work, honestly. Dude, just really quick, one of the one of the lines that really cracked me up here uh, is Gordon was talking to Essen at the diner. And anyway, he's kind of just like narrating the event. He says she got into law enforcement after being told she was too masculine oh. for about six other careers. And he's like, whoever told her she was masculine must have been blind, deaf and dead. Yeah. <laughs> Cracked me up. Gordon's hilarious in this whole thing, dude. You know, did they ever do a Gordon spinoff? Because I'd be all in. Like just like a, a mini series on Gordon? I don't think so. Aren't they doing um a Gotham like City PD spinoff on HBO or something like that? 
No, remember they canceled that to do the Arkham Asylum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. Okay, because that would be pretty yeah. cool. I think so, too. But, yeah, then, like, at the end, uh, I don't want to give away too much spoil. Well. Yeah, we can't spoil it too crazy. Yeah. But what what were you going to mention? Just kind of Gordon's last, the the one of the last scenes there where Gordon's talking and he's just like, hey, man, I'm blind without my, my glasses. Like, do you think he's kind of, like, letting that person know, like, hey, I know who you are, but I don't have my glasses on. That's going to be my excuse and what I tell everybody. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, or does he really just like, he still has enough kind of doubt or speculation where like he could never be like, well, I knew for sure. He, I just had, he just has his uh, like really high suspicion of who Batman is. I think it's, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, you know, like, I would like to, like, part of me thinks he knows, deep down he knows, but he can't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't, for one, I don't think he wants to say anything to to protect Bruce, you know, maybe. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. That's a good question. But, I mean, so, overall, like, if you had to break down the story and give it a rating and let, you know, kind of. What would you what would you rate year one and kind of what would you say to people who wanted to maybe check it out? Well, first of all, I want to say one thing real quick. This was from the 80s, right? And so yeah. when I first was like getting way into Batman, I was kind of nervous reading older comics, you know, because I'd never like dabbled in comics from the from the 80s. Like, have you? Nope. Yeah. So this is like my first time, you know, I do have some that I've kind of flipped through a little bit. Some of the older Marvel, like omnibus stuff, but, um, nothing, nothing like big time or anything. Yeah. So I was a little nervous, honestly, like reading something older, but this is such a, I guess an iconic book. Like anybody, like I mentioned earlier, like anybody can read this. Yeah. Whether you're a DC fan or not, whether you're a fan of Batman or not, like, like, look what happened to you. Like, reading this, like, totally changed your perspective. And you're like, wow, I want to know more about Batman. Not only Batman, too, but just Gotham in general. It's so, yeah. like, such a cool world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, this is something anybody can pick up and read. It is a little, I would say, since it was written in the 80s, you could, it's a little racy in some parts, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> But, I mean, it was different back in the 80s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, like, if you like crime stuff, you know, Batman, like, it's just so good. It, it will open your eyes to the to the whole world of Batman. And I, I think anybody will enjoy this. I agree, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I was excited to get into it because I, I knew – I knew you were, you loved it. So I was like, if Ray loves it, I'm sure it's good. And uh, it was even better than I expected. I mean, it was just such a well-told story, well-crafted. And that's one of the things you just mentioned kind of was an epiphany for me as I was reading it. Like, Batman isn't just about Batman. Batman is about this whole entire city, this this police force, uh and like that's why like you're tempted to be like oh man this is kind of a bummer it's just a gordon story but like that is a batman story like yeah. a gordon story is a batman story honestly you know what i mean 
And that kind of was like an eye opening for me and made me want, made me like this even more, made me more excited to dig in. I really want to read more Frank Miller, Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. But how would you rate it? I mean, if I were to give it my, my personal opinion, I'm going to give it a, um, I'm going to give it a nine and a half out of 10, man. The, I think the writing part is a five out of five. I, I thought the writing was great because there's so much in four issues and, and the way Frank Miller writes it, like you get like, it doesn't, there's no confusion. There's no, like, he just does it perfectly. I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I like the, the, the narrative from both Bruce and, and from, from Gordon, like it just builds this world from two different perspectives and then it like gels it all together. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then the art, I mean, it's just different because it was from the, you know, it's so, I don't want to say so old because now it's making me feel like I'm an old man. But, you know, just from it, I don't know. I'm going to give the art, it fits what it is. You know what I mean? So I'd give the art of uh, a four and a half. So nine and a half out of 10 for me. Right on. I think if I I were going to, you know, give this my honest assessment, assessment. I'd give the writing uh, a 4.5. There's some parts of it that I felt like show its age a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to knock a book for showing its age because when it was written in its age, but still, man, I mean, I'm reading it today and I'm like, well, maybe update, <laughs> maybe update some of the word choices. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, and I'd give the art a four. Uh, I really like it and it's clean. You know, there's no, there's nothing distracting. It tells the story really well. Um, but, you know, I'd give it a four. Yeah. Especially because the the one I'm reading has like all the updated coloring and everything. It's yeah. it's good. So anybody, if, you know, if you guys haven't read Batman Year One, you know, and you're not really a Batman guy or DC person or, you know, still pick this up. Like you're still going to oh, enjoy definitely. this. Like, no, I don't think... Anybody would read this and be like, oh, I, you know, didn't like this. Like, it's going to, you're going to enjoy it no matter if you're a fan of Batman or not. It's going to be something you're going to be like, wow, that was actually super good. Would you say that even if you were a fan of Batman and you read a lot, like this is still such an important story for the, for the character and for the world that like you should read it? Oh, definitely. Like, there's just so. Don't skip out on it. Yeah. It's something that you don't want to skip over for sure. Like, put this in your library. And, um, yeah, it needs to be read. And then for those who read it, like what, how does it compare to other Batman, you know, stories out there? Like, cause I've heard a lot of stuff of like, people think this is the best Batman ever written, but there's so many good Batman stories out there. I want to know what, you know, it, what everybody else thinks. Like, do you guys like long Halloween hush, you know, dark Knight returns. Like there's so many other good stories out there, but this one is one of the, you know, iconic ones. So, um, hop on our discord or on our Instagram and let us know your favorite Batman stories and, you know, recommendations. And especially if you you. haven't, yeah, especially for me. And if you haven't read uh, year one before, let us know what you thought. If you picked it up after listening to this episode and we'd love to know. Uh, what would be your, what would be your, like, if some dude came in and he's like, Hey, I was kind of thinking about picking up year one, but I wasn't sure if I should get it. I, 
I'm not like the hugest Batman fan, but I've enjoyed the movies. Like, what would you say to that guy? I would just, if I worked at the shop, like if I worked at the shop and somebody came in looking for it, I would just start ringing them up. (laughs) (laughs) And I would just ring them up and put it in the bag and say, enjoy, you know, like, no, but really I would be like, this is the perfect place to start, you know? Rather, like yeah. you said, rather you're a longtime Batman fan or just getting into it, it's um, you can't go wrong with this book. Yeah, man, I, I was I was really blown away at first. I was like, man, there's a lot of words, Dude, but it yeah. tells it so well and it never slows down. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see if if Frank Miller can live up to this in some of his longer runs because I was really impressed. Well, I'm glad you like I it, mean, dude, because it, um, like I yeah. said, it makes me excited that you're just all in on Batman right now. And so we can dig into some other stories for sure. <laughs> the problem with me and you know me, like You're when I get really out, on, bro. Ah, I know. And it's so I'm like, well, now I don't want to read anything else. I'm like, okay, how do I collect every Batman thing <laughs> that I can get my hands on? Yeah. Um, definitely. I was at Target. <laughs> I was at Target with my girls, is because they know I'm do. We're doing the show on Batman today, and I saw a huge Batman Funko Pop, dude. It was huge, and I was joking around. I was like, "Should I get it? Should I get it?" My <laughs> wife's like, "No." <laughs> it was huge. Uh, trying to sneak it, it in was the so cart. Cool though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no way of hiding that thing, dude. That's awesome. But um, yeah, even like some of the new Batman stuff, like um, you were reading the Jock uh, run on what was that one? I um, like it. Yeah, One Dark Knight. Yeah, I haven't read that one yet, but I did read um, the Imposter. The Imposter was pretty cool. It was dark and gritty. It was only like a three issue miniseries. And then, like I said, pick up this uh, Chip Zdarsky run, man. It's um, twelve issues, I think. And he's also, I think we mentioned it a couple of shows ago, he's going to be taking over the main Batman soon. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, should be cool. Yeah, man. What? Um, so, I'm all in on, on Batman. I, I agree with you. I think anybody interested in a fun Batman story, it's four issues. I also picked up the Absolute Edition, which is super cool. It's like triple size. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It is cool. It's and, nice. Uh, it comes with two volumes. So, it comes with the... Uh, the one that has the updated artwork, but then the volume two is the original printing. And it's got all the old scripts and uh, sketches and notes that Frank Miller had for, uh, can you say his name for me again? David Mazzuccelli. M- Mazzuccelli. Uh, yeah. yeah Mazzuccelli. It's just super neat to be brought in on all that. So if you have some spare change lying around, definitely check out the absolute edition, but just pick it up. I mean, you could get the trade, what, for probably like 15 bucks on Amazon or something? Um, Yeah, I think I picked it up for uh, 15 bucks. I think that's right. Yeah, I, I think you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, well worth it for sure. So what are you looking forward to uh, next week, man? Dude, honestly, um, my backlog is um, a little overwhelming uh, right now at this point. And so... Mine both. Gosh, yeah, like... So I'm just going to look forward to honestly trying to trim that down this week. That's that's my main goal. Like there's so many new books I have that I just want to read that I haven't gotten to. So um, that's what I'm going to try to do this week. Like uh, I want to read the new – I have Ghost Rider. I have the We Live series that started. Um, the one I mentioned earlier, I have Slumber, Little Monsters. Uh, God, I can't even remember all the ones I have. They're just sitting out there just staring at me every time I walk by them. So I'm going to do some catch-up reading. Right on, man. So, yeah, I'm just going to try to um, 
spend the week catching up on everything like i just said and uh, what else do I, oh yeah i have king of spies i think that was um came to an end that was just four issues and i've only read the first two so i gotta finish that series out because i was really liking where that was going but um other than catching up man that's all i really got going on uh, this coming week what about you yeah, man, I'm mostly the same same thing for me, dude. I'm going to try to catch up on my date with Monsters, Aftershock. Yeah, yeah. I uh, got four. Try to catch up on Hulk, uh, the Donny Cates run. Yeah, I almost was going to buy that the other day, but like I said, dude, I just had so much. I was like, I'm going to wait. Dude, I'm, I'm liking it, man. I heard it's, it's fun. Yeah, yeah. Cloaked. It's coming to an end soon. I've got three. I got four coming. Berserker 7. Mm-hmm. Is that picking up? What's going is, is on that, there? Is that starting to pick up a little more? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I wanted to love that so. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I just wish it would have, you know, not have dragged out so much in the middle there. We're like halfway, so I'm expecting it to really pick up steam. I'm gonna finish Chicken Devil number four. Mm, very cool. See where that goes, and then uh, I've got Righteous Thirst for Vengeance um, number five. Is that the end of the first run? or the? F- yeah, I think so. Yeah, very Something. cool. And then uh, keep up with uh, Bylines in Blood so I can chat with Red Optical Core about it because he's the one who turned me on to it. Yeah, very cool, man. And then for releases, get ready for this. You're not expecting this. What I'm looking forward to, we've got two releases by somebody very near and dear to my heart. Let's <laughs> hear got- it. <laughs> Lemire's Moon Knight run in collected form. I think it's already out, but mine should be delivered sometime this week. Nice. And uh, his Snow Angels, which was a comicsology original that Dark Horse has now picked up in his um, publishing and trades that he did with uh, Jock on uh, Jock did the art. So, Oh, very nice. Excited to check those two out, man. Well, dude, I'm stoked to hear about them next week, man. Uh, what, what, what do we got going on next week? Dude, next week, you know, we're going to be hanging in the lair, man, just you and me, and we're going to be talking about all these books that have been piling up. That's what I'm just talking catching about. catching up, chatting with each other, uh, throwing out some recommendations, of course. We'll be spotlighting the next couple weeks' releases, too, for everybody, and yeah, man, just talking with each other about all these awesome books that we got laying around. Yeah, dude, I love just when we can do that, man, and just catch up on stuff, and I love hearing from from listeners on on what they're reading and and getting just cool recommendations from them and 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 the, their stories they're getting into man it's there's so much out there that um you know unfortunately we don't have all the time in the world and we have you know families and and jobs that we unfortunately have to go to <laughs> but mm-hmm. um it's cool connecting with people cuz then we can kind of get a glimpse into all these other cool stories and eventually get to them you know yeah, man. Speaking of that, what's the best way for people to uh, engage with us in conversation and follow us, keep up with what we're doing? Yeah, definitely come over and uh, connect with us over on our Discord channel. Um, you can get to it from our, from our Instagram or for from our um, website. Linktree. Yeah, we got a Linktree there and it'll direct you right to it. Um, come join us. Talk about the Batman. Talk about year one or just whatever you guys are reading in general. We'd love to hear from you. And then also you can follow us over on our Instagram at the comic book lair and you're going to see all of our upcoming stuff that we got going on and um yeah definitely subscribe to the show tell a friend uh leave us a review let us know how we're doing but most importantly keep reading comics cowabunga nerds (laughs) 